the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Dennis Prager here. Thanks for listening to the Daily Dennis Prager Podcast. To hear the entire three hours of my radio show, commercial-free, every single day, become a member of PragerTopia. You'll also get access to 15 years' worth of archives, as well as the daily show prep. Subscribe at PragerTopia.com. Hello, everybody. Dennis Prager here. Thank you, Julie Hartman, for sitting in for me. I feel in good hands. Needless to say, I was in Denver for the day. I was lucky that I was able to get the last flight back from Denver to Los Angeles. So I flew in, spoke for my radio station, one of my favorites, the Denver station. 96 degrees in Denver. And by the time the evening comes, Colorado, or at least Denver, I assume Colorado generally, gets cool at night, unlike Arizona, let's say, where the only difference is no sun. (laughs) It stays quite hot, as it does in Texas and other places as well. I am returning to Arizona State University on September 27th, and uh, so that's uh, 27 days from now, with Charlie Kirk. You may recall a big controversy, the white nationalist, as the professors, these lowlifes, these fools, these intellectual midgets, these liars, 37 professors, I've offered to go and debate any of them anywhere, to have them even come on my show? Of course not. Among their many awful traits is cowardice. People don't realize, because we're so used to it, we're inured to left-wingers hurling epithets of the worst variety. I mean, calling me a white nationalist, which is essentially a Nazi, a practicing committed Jew... I mean, calling anybody that unless they are one. But they do that because that is all the left has. Its entire weaponry is smear. That's it. Smear and lies. So it's been announced that we're returning to Arizona State University, Charlie Kirk and I. So listen to what uh, some of the professors have to say. Michael Ostling a Barrett Honors Faculty Professor. Wow. It sounds so distinguished. Honors Faculty Professor. You think of a person committed to intellectual honesty and truth and dialogue. I mean, isn't that what comes up when you think of Honors Professor? This time around, Prager and Kirk will not be speaking in my name or the name of the college to which I belong, said Michael Ostling. 
Hey, Barrett honors faculty professor in an email. This lessens my responsibility to speak up against them, but not my responsibility to stand in solidarity with the people that this group of trolls so delights in bullying and vilifying. Did you see that quote? You know what he's talking about? I assume he's talking about people trolling him, conservatives trolling him. Oh, oh, oh. So we're not trolls. He's being trolled. Yeah. So delight. Wait, so it does not. Okay, I didn't understand that part. It does not lessen my responsibility to stand in solidarity with the, with the people that this group of trolls so delights in bullying and vilifying. Yeah. So the, the trolls, the like trolls the, are people who have vilified him. Well, or vilified I, LGBT. Or, well, no, you see, that's what's not clear. Oh, you didn't say it was clear. Okay, I can't charge you with that. That's true. So I thought I'm a troll who delights in bullying and vilifying. I'm not. Okay. Since the first Health, Wealth, and Happiness seminar, many of the Barrett faculty who signed the petition to distance themselves from the event have been put on Kirk's professor watch list. Watch list. It's, it sounds like you're on a list to, to be assassinated. I mean, it's a, it's a watch list. That's all it is. Beware, these are left-wing, radical, anti-intellectual liars. That's what it generally means to be on Charlie Kirk's professor watch list. If you send your child to this university, beware that, the, that this faculty member uh, could not care less about truth, craps on this country, etc., etc. See, so... The left-wing professor should be allowed to say anything, no matter how irresponsible. And we're not allowed to say, gee, that's irresponsible. And parents and students be aware that this professor uh, is, uh, is incompetent and uh, is morally challenged, to put it as kindly as I can. In the months since the uproar surrounding the initial health, wealth, and happiness event, said Alex Young, a Barrett Honors faculty professor in an email, since the uproar, well, didn't he create the uproar? Okay, just want to make sure that I haven't entered the Twilight Zone. Surrounding the initial health, wealth, and happiness event, it has been made abundantly clear that Dennis Prager and Charlie Kirk are attempting to use ASU as a stage upon which to promote their broader anti-inclusive and anti-intellectual agenda. May I say that it is obvious I run rings intellectually around people like Alex Young, whoever the hell he is, and I prove it because he would never appear on the same stage with me to debate. Okay? So why, why don't you... You know, I'm a pretty prominent. Wouldn't you gain a tremendous following and tremendous gratitude from your fellow left-wingers if you simply demolished me intellectually? Why don't you try that, Alex Young? Because you know you're lying. That's why. 
you know that there is nothing anti-intellectual about us, but there is something profoundly anti-intellectual about you. That's why we're going back to Arizona State University. It's the most interesting. Yeah, health, wealth, and happiness, that's really bad stuff, isn't it? That's that's true. Charlie Kirk, when we were there last time, devoted his entire half hour to speaking about the benefits of keeping the Sabbath one day a week, shutting off his phone and social media. He's a Christian who's taken with the Jewish way of observing the Sabbath and does it from Friday night to Saturday night. I don't even try to contact him. Not that I'm particularly contactable either. People know that. So it's a quiet phone on the Sabbath for me. That's what he did. There's one of the 37 signatories to begging people not to come to our talk. Does one of them even know what we talked about? The state of the professoriate is so low in the United States as to be worthy of weeping. And these these Barrett Honors Fellows at ASU are just examples of that. They're no worse, because you can't get worse. <laughs> but there's certainly no better. One of the many, many revelations of the last few years for me has been the sheep-like quality that is built into most human beings. We, I've always heard, we've always been told the famous Japanese saying, the nail that sticks out should be hammered in. In other words, don't stick out. You'll, you'll pay a price for not marching with the herd. And so... Much of my life, I thought it was a Japanese or perhaps Asian characteristic, but it's a human characteristic. These are sheep, these left-wing professors. They're the people who teach your children to the extent that they teach. What else did I have I learned? I should write an article what I've learned in the last four years. Or confirmed, either learned or had confirmed. The weakness of the conscience. This Alex Young goes to bed with a clear conscience. I have lied about two individuals, utterly lied and smeared. And I feel great about myself. So much for the power of the conscience. One eight Prager seven seven six.
Gold dealers are a dime a dozen. They're everywhere. What sets these companies apart and whom can you really trust? This is Dennis Prager for AmFed Coin and Bullion. My choice for buying precious metals. When you buy precious metals, it's imperative that you buy from a trustworthy and transparent dealer that protects your best interests. So many companies use gimmicks to take advantage of inexperienced gold and silver buyers. Be cautious of brokers offering free gold and silver or brokers that want to sell you overpriced collectible coins, claiming they appreciate more than gold and silver. What about hidden commissions and huge markups? Nick Grovich and his team at AmFed always have your back. I trust this man. That's why I mentioned him by name. Nick's been in this industry over 42 years, and he's proud of providing transparency and fair pricing to build trusted relationships. If you're interested in buying or selling, call Nick Grovich and his team at AmFed Coin and Bullion, 800-221-7694. AmericanFederal.com. AmericanFederal.com. As Texas Public Radio, Democrats on the State Board of Education pledged to fight efforts to introduce PragerU in Texas. So here, here is an example of the smears. Our, you, I have to understand, our content is so wholesome, and you know they they always mention the prominent conservatives. Candace Owens and uh, Tucker Carlson and Jordan Peterson, who have uh, Ben Shapiro, who have made uh, videos for us, which is all accurate. Douglas Murray, I don't know who, almost who hasn't. But they don't mention the the, the many non-political people, you know, uh, Alan Dershowitz has made videos for us. Brett Stephens, New York Times columnist, has. Plus professors from from Princeton, Yale, Columbia. John Yu, the, the the great law professor from Berkeley Law School. They don't men- they never mention these people. Would would they affiliate? I don't remember the man's name, but he's a liberal, uh, I think a lifelong liberal, but not a leftist. The professor at Columbia University, an, an older guy, who has made a few uh, videos for us. It, it was quite a coup for us to get him. I, I can't remember, you know, hundreds of names of people who've given videos, but I'll I'll dig that up for you. Yes, Philip Hamburger. That's correct. That's right. He's going to make a couple of more. Nice. Listen to what to what they say. Oh yeah, you know, you know, this is the last day of August. It's the last day of fundraising. We're we're really fighting the big fight on a national stage, almost unparalleled. And it's only because people donate to PragerU. It's the only reason because all our materials are free. It's a nonprofit. So I ask you to give today at PragerU.com or call 833-PRAGERU. Whatever you give today will be tripled. Generous donors will give three times what you give. You give $100, it's $300. PragerU.com. I'll take a moment and hum. And while you do it, because otherwise if I keep talking, you'll just be listening. 
So, so Sean, what should I hum? The the uh, the loneliest monk. Uh huh. Yeah, but my wife is listening. I can't tell you how much she dislikes this song. <laughs> I've never had that reaction from her. <laughs> Democratic members of the Texas State Board of Education held a news conference. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? They held a news conference about PragerU. <laughs> Yeah, our material is is so mainstream decent. It gives you an idea of, of the sickness pervading Democrats in office. Oh, God. They held a news conference was a Tuesday, that's two days ago, to clear up confusion surrounding PragerU a conservative media company that claims its educational materials are available in the state because it was on the approved vendor list. Although that is not currently true, the bold and misleading announcement encapsulates the gravity of the situation. Board member Aisha Davis of Dallas said, It highlights the efforts of PragerU and radical elected officials to introduce their misleading and false curriculum into our public schools. What is false about our our curriculum? You have no idea the standards of uh, truth that we apply to every single video. Just last night I was editing a forthcoming video in our President series. You know, the lies people tell about James Garfield and... and Benjamin Harrison, oh my God, they, 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 could, they could fill an encyclopedia. We're really corrupting the youth of the country with our president series. I want, however, I want you to know, you listening, and I want my producer to know, I now am fascinated with Benjamin Harrison. I, I edited this, and all I said, I want to know more. I want to know more. I want to know more. That's the idea. Does anybody, yes, that's the idea. That's well said. Do you, does anybody who attacks PragerU even know that we have a series of our five-minute videos, which is what the, the basis is of PragerU is five-minute videos, on every president, and that you, if you watched it, you would not be able to know what the politics of the producers of that video were, because there's nothing political, nothing. We just tell it as objectively as a human can do. Even Richard Nixon, even Lyndon Johnson. We didn't, we didn't get to Lyndon Johnson yet, did we? Not yet. Yeah, we're, but but we'll, we'll just get to some professor who probably wrote a bio. You already have? Oh, Amity Schleys, okay. Who did, who did Coolidge. Right, she wrote a book on Coolidge. And, and Johnson. And, and, oh, I didn't know that. She wrote a book on Lyndon well, Johnson? The Great Society. Oh, The Great Society, yeah. I mean, th- this is what they're... See, if you teach truth, they call you a liar. That's the left's... It, it, since Stalin called Trotsky a fascist. The announcement Davis is referring to was made in a video Prager you released on August 21st featuring its CEO, Marissa Streit, and Julie Pickren, a Houston-area Republican on the State Board of Education. 
We are definitely ready to welcome PragerU into the great state of Texas. Pickering, who is a Houston area Republican on the State Board of Education, said. She later clarified on social media that the State Board of Education had not yet approved PragerU as a vendor. Instead, she said PragerU was now on the Texas Controller's centralized master bidder list. All right. Wow. Please take the time now. Whatever you give will be tripled. It's the last day of August. PragerU.com. Mike Lindell has a passion to help you get the best sleep of your life. He didn't stop at the pillow. Mike also created the Giza Dream Bed Sheets. These sheets look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep, which is crucial for overall health. Mike found the world's best cotton called Giza. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. Mike's latest deal is the sale of the year for a limited time. You'll receive 50% off the Giza Dream Sheets, marking prices down as low as $29.98, depending on the size. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the Radio Podcasts Square, and use the promo code Prager. There you'll find not only this amazing offer, but also deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow 2.0 mattress topper, MyPillow kitchen towel sets, and so much more. Call 800-761-6302 or go to MyPillow.com and use the promo code Prager. All right, but did, was that on the air, uh, Sean, that roof? That is really impressive that he, he, you cannot tell the difference between Sean and a dog. There are people who say that when they meet him, which is, uh, I think that's insulting. Uh, that is, I, I, I would never say that. I just wanted to report that it is said. Well, it's the last day of August and we must have one very special young person with PragerU on because... He is the finale, and I love this part. So do you. I get a lot of wonderful feedback, and I know why. You're excited to see so many or hear so many terrific young people. We have now 20,000, right? I think 20,000 in Prager Force all over the world. Lou Holly is on the older end of Prager Force. He's all of 29, and he's a YouTuber. You'll explain to me what that means. Joined Prager Force two years ago. Lou, uh, welcome to the Dennis Prager Show. Thanks for having me, Dennis. It's a pleasure to virtually meet you. Yes, and I hope uh, it'll be non-virtual one day. What does it mean you're a YouTuber? (laughs) I think simply it means that I put videos on YouTube. Um, I think, you know, there's a lot of people that, can be YouTubers. You don't really have to have an enormous following to be a YouTuber, but just being a YouTuber just means that you're putting videos out there on YouTube and people are watching them. What are your YouTuber? What's what? Are, what are you YouTubing about? <laughs> so it's actually it's pretty interesting. Um, I just started posting YouTube videos earlier this year, and it, it started off as uh, me posting videos about things that I found irritating or that deserved my attention um, that day. My first video I ever posted was actually just me um, talking about how I just saw a DC movie that I thought was pretty bad. <laughs> and then uh, I started uh, getting a lot of views on videos where I was criticizing things happening in our culture. Like and, what? Uh, like what? 
So recently, actually, I posted a video just criticizing something that Cardi B, the rapper, did. I don't, I don't know if you... Yeah, yeah, I try. I, I, I don't listen, but I follow pop culture. I have no choice. Go on. Yep, exactly. What did so, Cardi anyways. B put up? Um, it was, oh, it was that vi- that video that went viral of her throwing a microphone at one of her fans. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> all over the media, she was being praised, like standing up for herself and all that. Uh-huh. I saw it in a different light. No, and I just it, yeah. my oh, opinion on Oh, that. I got to watch it. So I, I, this really puzzles me. How did you get any following at all? Because, you know, obviously you were not known. How did you get a following? Um, I think people are uh, very desperate to hear someone say common sense things these days. <laughs> well, so, well, uh, um... well, we're well aware of that fact. Yes, go on. <laughs> Absolutely. So I, I really think that's what it all stems from. I just said things that I was thinking and I knew a lot of other people were thinking, but no one would say out loud. Um, at least no one that I'm like personally friends with would say out loud. And I just started saying those things out loud. And before you know it, I, like I said, I have an amazing community of about 400,000 people on YouTube now that you have 400,000 followers. It's crazy to me too. Yes, sir. <laughs> oh, I, I think it's crazy. Good. It's not crazy. I am so delighted to hear that. Have you been able to monetize it? Um, most of the videos, yes. Um, it took a while to figure out what was, um, able to be monetized on YouTube and what was not. So I think I've started to figure it out a bit now. So yes, sir, I have been able to monetize. You say yes, sir, which I love. So either there are three possibilities. So let me say the three before you say anything. (laughs) Military family, southerner. Uh, homeschooled. Are any of the three accurate? Um, I'm from Kentucky, and I have great parents and great grandparents that uh, really instilled <laughs> saying yes, sir, no, sir, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. It's very impressive, actually. How do people find you on YouTube? Uh, my name on YouTube is the Lou Holly. Um, that's just the L O U H O L L Y. The Lou Holly. Yes, sir. That is correct. All right, we'll be back in a moment. He's a member of Prager Force. This is this is the quality of young people that we attract and sometimes even produce. We'll be back in a moment. Please donate. It's the last day of August. Hello there all, I'm Dennis Prager. Last night I was in Denver, Colorado for a beautiful evening, what we call Cigar Nights. This is a popular thing to do with me when I go around the country to station events, stations that carry my show, and I like to support them and bring out people. And the the question was raised by my, my, my excellent interviewer. He, he raised the issue, he's, he's a fellow conservative, and he noted that years ago, how many years ago was it that the Trump comments to, what was it, uh, Hollywood, what was it called again? Access Hollywood, 
they came out, well, they came out, in, I assume, in 2020, yeah, because he ran in, 20, I mean, 2016, he ran in 2016. So this is, so this is seven years ago. And he said, you know, sometimes I'm put in a difficult position. So my daughter was then, I think he said 13. And she said, Daddy, how can you support Trump? Look at these comments that uh, it now came out that he said. And I said to him and the audience, this is what I would have said to my daughter if I had a daughter and if she were 13 or 25, that wouldn't matter. I would say you do, do, you do not judge people by something they said privately to one person. Any one of us, if there had been a microphone all of our lives privy to everything that we had said privately, is there anybody who could not be made to look awful? Isn't one of the things that private talk to a friend, let's say, or to any given one person, doesn't it provide a sort of innocuous way to let off steam? I gave the example of what I say about drivers who drive slowly in the Diamond Lane or HOV Lane, whatever you call it in your state, High Occupancy Vehicle Lane, which itself is an idiocy. But that's not my uh, my issue right now. It will be an issue another time. But it isn't. People who drive slowly in the fast lane or in the diamond lane really annoy me. Their selfishness is is so apparent as to be repulsive. I don't give a damn about all other drivers. I like the left lane. Screw the rest of you. That's what they're saying. Now, they're not consciously always saying it, but that's what their behavior says. So I mumble, uh, let's say my wife is in the car, and I will say, for example, I say this frequently, now you see why I'm for capital punishment. Now, do I really want slow drivers in the left lane to be executed? Not really. But let us say that there had been a microphone put in there by the Democratic National Committee in my, in my car, and they played for you. Dennis Prager said to his wife, that is why he believes in capital punishment for slow drivers in the left lane. So, (laughs) I I would look bad. One of the reasons that we have intimates is to say whatever we wish to say, knowing that it, it doesn't really matter except as a way of innocuously letting steam out of our pressure cooker. One of my visuals, I have visual aids all the time about anything I talk about. 
My visual aid with regard to humans is we are pressure cookers. And if you do not allow some steam out innocuously, the thing, like a pressure cooker, the top will eventually blow off. So you say sort of whatever you want to say to an intimate. I, I, I'll tell you how uh, radical my view, but radically accurate, I believe. I have a radical view on a number of things. Free speech, except for f- shouting fire in a theater, f- speech should be allowed. So I even said to the group last night, I am a Jew, and I'm really not troubled by people who privately, or in their just in their head, they may they may not like Jews. It's unfortunate, but it okay. You're a bigot. You're a bigot. I only care how you treat Jews. That's another subject of the difference between thought and action, which is not what I'm getting into as much. But, because I'm really talking about speech. Now, you may say that private speech reveals the true person. But I'm not sure that that's true. The true person, in my opinion, is revealed through their behavior. Not through the, the private statements that they make to an intimate. And it doesn't go beyond that. What you say publicly matters. What you do publicly or privately matters. But what you say privately may not matter. My grandfather was an immigrant to the United States. He came from Eastern Europe. He came at, the, at like the age, I don't know, 11 or 12. Never, never saw his family again. Obviously, they saved his life because he would have been devoured by the Holocaust. So he came to the United States as a kid, married an American woman, and one day... Well, well, well before I was born. His father-in-law, his wife's father, returned to his apartment and caught a burglar robbing things from his apartment. Confronted him and the, the burglar smashed his head in with a lamp. And my grandfather's father-in-law was murdered. Happens to have been murdered by a black man. Came out because he was caught. He had fled to the south. I actually, one of my relatives sent me the little clipping from a newspaper about it. My grandfather had never met a black person in Eastern Europe. In effect, is one dealing was with someone who murdered his his father-in-law. My grandfather was a bigot with regard to blacks. 
it came out in really devastating ways. I'm being cute. He loved boxing. And if it was a black boxer against a non-black boxer, he rooted for the non-black boxer. Okay. I remember as a kid not taking it seriously because I didn't see a reason to be bigoted against the race. The idea always struck me as absurd. But my grandfather treated the housekeeper at my parents' home, who was a black woman, he treated her beautifully. And nobody said it to me, I don't think, maybe my father did actually. I know he he did mention it later on, so he might have mentioned it early. He said, look at Papa. He says these bigoted things in private, but he never acts on them. He treats any black he comes in contact with beautifully. Maybe I learned from that, because you never know where you pick up. Well, you can't say you never know, but you often don't know. Where you learn a lesson about life. But that was one that I learned. Private speech versus public speech and behavior. 1-8 Prager 776. So what would you have told your daughter or granddaughter or wife? This is, let's see, again, 2016. And the the timing was perfect to smear Donald Trump. Look at what he said privately, not knowing he was being recorded, let alone that it would go out to the public, let alone that he was going to run for president, and all of that. What would you have said to your daughter or wife or granddaughter? So I told you what I would say. You judge a person by how they behave and by what they say publicly, but not what they say to one person privately. That, that is how I have walked through life. Now, all things considered, if everything I have said privately were made public, I think I, I, would, uh, I would come across as a good guy. But there's no doubt that, that I have said things just to release pressure to intimates that if they were released to the public would, would be bad as with every single one of you. This is, this is the age of non-wisdom. Oh, he was caught on microphone saying to one person the following. Didn't, that other, didn't the guy that asked him the question get fired? Billy Bush? I mean, his career was ruined. Isn't that Unbelievable. The, the, the vindictiveness that the left accuses their opponents of hate is the, one of the clearest instances of psychological projection I have ever encountered. Louisville, Kentucky. Don, hello. Hi, Dennis. Love your program. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you. 
So I believe, Dennis, that your private speech is just as important. Every word that you speak is important. However, context is everything. There's sometimes when I say things that I'm joking about that hopefully someone wouldn't take outside of a joke. And, and as for your grandfather's um, bigotry, if I was the person that your grandfather was dealing with, I would far more rather he be authentic with me and let me know that he's a bigot rather than hide it. And I know and, and not know that he's a bigot because that's what his true character is. Be authentic with me. Don't be a hypocrite and be something you're not to me. So I don't know how to put proper guardrails around you. So you won't affect me. Hmm. So you think the authentic person is the person's feelings, not the person's behavior alone? Not necessarily. I would say that it depends on the context of the conversation. Sometimes what I say in conversation, it may simply be a felt thing. Sometimes it's exactly what I mean or believe. And if you want to hold that against me and it's offensive or sinful to you, I need to be called to repent of it. Hold me accountable for my speech, whether in private or public, and I'll get it right. I don't say everything right every time, Dennis. But if I do say something wrong or hurtful, please let me know so I can repent. Hmm. Well, it's a different take. I, I, as you as you know, and not everybody agrees with me, which is perfectly fine. I measure I measure the authentic person by their behavior not by their feelings. Do you know, here's an interesting example. So I've studied rescuers of Jews in the Holocaust all my life because goodness needs to be studied as much as evil. And there was actually, I think, a chapter in one of the books, and it was not surprising to me at all. I think it surprised most people. There were people who, were, who would be considered and considered themselves anti-Semitic, and they hid Jews. Their reasoning was, I don't like Jews, but they don't deserve to be exterminated. So what is the real person there? The hider of the Jew or the anti-Semitic person? Which is, in your view, the real person? Well, I don't know the motives of that individual. Well, well, well they gave the motive. They don't deserve to be killed. They don't deserve to be killed. That is the Jews. And so he intentionally was disingenuous to, to protect the person. I would say those situational ethics, the greater good, obviously, was to lie. The great, you mean lie about what they felt about Jews? Yes. Yes. All right, so you're, so, all right but you said the authentic person. So I, I don't know what that means, the authentic person. That's why I only measure behavior. What, what else can I measure? God, God knows the authentic person. Human beings cannot. We don't, I'm not sure right. we know, we all know fully our authentic self. It was my grandfather a bigot who treated blacks well, or, or was he a hypocrite? In your view, he was a hypocrite. Well, and I would say that the, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. You're right, I don't always know... Even my own motive yes, sometimes right. until I step back and go, that's the I, beauty I through introspect. Right, right. Fair, and, and that should be done. And you're a good man, obviously. 
But that that is why we mortals have to be obsessed with the question of how do people behave. It came out, what was it, Liz Cheney, what was it? Was it her or her sister? Is her sister gay? Do you remember this at all? And was she angry at Liz, was it? Because Liz, she said, or, or another sister, I don't remember. But she said, yes, of course she treats gays beautifully. But, but she's homophobic. Okay, that's a perfect example of what I'm railing against. Back in a moment. So last night I was in Denver and I was being interviewed by one of their hosts. It was a wonderful man, very impressive guy, George Brauschler, who's a former prosecutor. He does the, the early show, the morning show at KNUS in Denver, where I'm on, where you're hearing me now, those of you in Denver. And so he, he had mentioned that it was difficult to confront his 13-year-old daughter, I think that's what he said at the time, who said, how can you, Dad, how can you support Donald Trump when he said this thing about grabbing women? And I said, this is what I would say to my daughter. You don't judge people by what they say in private, not knowing that there's a microphone on or they'll be recorded. People let loose with stuff that they, that they, they say for a whole host of reasons. The human being is a pressure cooker, and you've got to let the pressure out innocuously. One of those ways is people in intimate conversation. Pillow talk, for example. Would you judge a person by their pillow talk? That's the talk that they have with their spouse at night. Would you? Look, I'm a real behaviorist. I believe behavior is, is almost everything. And, and speech, public speech is behavior, by the way. But behavior, whether private or public, that's everything. Wouldn't you love to live in a world where people all guarded their behavior? Even though they, it may not have accorded with their feelings, but they knew it was the right thing to do? My grandfather was bigoted. I mean, he was no racist, but he was bigoted. And against blacks, because of the reason that I told you earlier. And he had treated them beautifully in business. He owned the dress business, so he dealt with a lot of blacks. And uh, in, when he visited my home, my parents' home, where we had a black housekeeper, and, and I saw how he treated her. It's hard enough to be a good person in behavior. L- let's stick to that. Control yourself. Who is the who is the strong man? The one who conquers his will, not who conquers his thought conquers his will, who behaves properly and doesn't follow his feelings. That's how I was taught about goodness. Uh, Let's see here. Los Angeles, Lee, hello. 
Hi, Dennis. You're a national treasure. Thank you. I was saying to the... My pleasure. I was saying to the screener, when I was working, I'm retired now, but when I was working, I had a dear friend and we would go to lunch together. I'm Jewish. She's black. But that was not the first thing in our heads until there was a newspaper story. I don't even remember what it was, but it was something bad. And we were were at lunch and I said to her, and I said by her first name, and I said... Oh, my first thought was, thank God it's not a Jew who did this. And she put her she put her hand on my arm and she said, Lee, the first thing I thought was, thank God it's not a black. That's a you touching know, have- story. It, 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 it's not, I don't see how it fully relates, which is fine. Uh, but it is a very touching and revealing story. How Certainly how people react if they're in an ethnic minority. Yes, you know, any, I'm glad you. I'm glad you said it's not that. It's not because when the screener said, "Do you have? Can you can you put it down to your screeners are great, but can you put it into one sentence?" I said I was trying to think about it, and I you know I told her a little bit enough that that you obviously took the call. So anyway, it's a, it's something I remember from years ago. <laughs> yes, it's a telling story. I think that uh, those in the majority don't think that way and this is revelatory to them really that's how blacks and jews and others think when they read a a story that because they think it might reflect on, on the whole group well whole groups is a big difference from an individual Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. We go fly, feel Hello, everybody. I'm Dennis Prager. It's the last day of August. By the way, it's the last day of fundraising for Prager You on the show. We're uh, making national news every day. Every single major medium in the country has attacked Florida for allowing our videos to be shown in schools there. Our videos are wholesome, kind, and illuminating (laughs) the way they're depicted is all lies and I, I, I just have to repeat one thing that I've read in virtually every attack NPR, NBC, ABC, CBS, AP New York Times, Miami Herald, LA Times Washington Post Oh, there's a video for children where they show Christopher Columbus defending slavery. 
this shows you the intellectual shallowness of the New York Times, Washington Post, NPR, CBS, ABC, PBS, etc., as well as their ability to distort, if not outright lie. Christopher Columbus did defend slavery. He was a man of the 15th century. People defended slavery. Let's say we would have had a video. We have two young characters who go back in time and meet people. So one of them is Christopher Columbus. And he says this. Now let's say we had Columbus say, I want you to know I hate slavery. It is a pure, undiluted evil, kids. Then we would have been attacked as whitewashing Columbus. This is what I told you. I th- did you see me, hear me make this comment before? Isn't that terrific? So they want, they don't even know what they want. They're so shallow. You, you, what you must understand is all leftists are intellectually shallow. Not all liberals. Some liberals, some conservatives are too. But all leftists, they are intellectually shallow. If they thought deeply, they, could, they would not be leftists. How would you want Christopher Columbus depicted if the issue be, arose of slavery? Does he say it's great, or at least it's ubiquitous, or does he say it's evil? Well, if we have him say it's evil, we're lying. Then we would be attacked, oh, they're whitewashing Columbus. They make him out to be anti-slavery. But if we portray him as what he was, pro-slavery, oh, PragerU defends slavery. That's what they say. Do you understand? All of them. Now the, uh, the, the Texas Board of Education, as I read to you earlier in the show, because Texas wants to, is debating whether to have teachers be allowed. I mean, they're allowed in general, but sometimes they have to pay a price. Whether it would have the official imprimatur of the state of Texas like it does in in Florida, that's the question. So they just stand up there and lie about us because truth is not a left-wing value. But the example, almost everyone gives the Columbus example Columbus defends slavery. Didn't Columbus defend slavery? Isn't that the point? How many abolitionists were there in 1490? Can you name one? There's a race to the bottom between Canada and the United States. Canada is winning. Canada doesn't even have a robust robust opposition to the left. Listen to this. This is is it Washington Post. I assume the Washington Post is proud of Canada for this. Canada has updated its travel advisory for the United States to warn LGBTQ travelers that they are at risk of being affected by state and local laws amid a recent surge in state-level legislation targeting the community. <laughs> That's how they put it in the Washington Post. But let me, let me just ask a question of Canada. How does this affect a Canadian gay tourist? 
or a Canadian bisexual tourist or a Canadian trans tourist? How does it affect them? It's just it's just a lie. Oh, you should be advised. It's it's dangerous for you. Oh, really? You're a gay Canadian and it's dangerous for you because America there are various American states where they want to ban men from competing in women's sports. How does that affect the average LGBTQIA+. By the way, that's not even the full thing. They have now added two more characters, an, a digit and a letter. Some states have enacted, this is what it says uh, in the travel advisory from the, from the Canadian uh, government department that oversees the country's international relations. In other words, the Canadian government has issued this. Some states, that's U.S. states, have enacted laws and policies that may affect two SLGBTQIA plus persons. You know, there is no ability any longer to mock the left. I wonder what number of digits and letters could they create that people would not take them seriously? And I don't know if that number exists. If they if they said IQTBGLS2QPRNVD+, people would take it seriously. Anyway, do you know what the 2S is? I know what the 2S is because I... I wrote a 17,000-word essay on the Bible and homosexuality about 30 years ago. And I studied various civilizations. And yes, indigenous people celebrated the handful of individuals that were two-spirit, that were male and female. That's true. I'm not sure why that means we should, but that's what 2S stands for. The page also links to broader advice on how LGBTQ people are subject to local laws at their travel destinations. Quote, even if these laws infringe on your human rights. Did they give an example? Although the advisory did not list any particular state laws or policies. Hey, isn't that interesting? There's a government advisory against LGBTQIA plus people in Canada about visiting America. But they don't give a single example of a law that will affect the visitor. Would you say that that's dishonest? Of course it's dishonest. Because they can't think of any. Unless you want to come here and be a drag queen for five-year-olds, that will be harder in Florida than in Ontario. That's true. Jeremy Berube, a spokesman for Global Affairs Canada, pointed to legislation passed this year in certain U.S. states, quote, banning drag shows, oh, I was right, 
and restricting the transgender community from access to gender-affirming care and from participation in sporting events. Okay, let's analyze that. First of all, how does that affect the Canadian LGBTQIA plus 2S visitor? I, I can't think of any way. Right? Banning drag shows. Yeah, so you see that? It is so important to the Canadian government that drag shows be performed. Men dressing in women's clothing dance in front of five-year-olds. That it warns its community of drag queens about America. Access to gender-affirming care. I wonder if they've issued this advisory for virtually every European country. They have severely limited access to gender-affirming care there. Back in a moment, in the meantime, please, the last day of August, help PragerU at PragerU.com. I am Dennis Prager. Canada's flipped out, truly, and what they're doing to Jordan Peterson, except they picked on the wrong guy. That's the beauty of that one. But now they're warning LGBTQ. It's like the NAACP, which is just a left-wing organization. That's all it is. There, it is nothing more than that. It, it uh, like the teachers' unions. They're just left-wing organizations. They don't help children. NAACP doesn't help blacks. And the LGBTQ groups are another left-wing organization. Not all, it's, not all people are LGBTQ any more than all blacks or, 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 all, or all women. I'm talking about organizations. So the, the, the government of Canada is warning LGBTQ people about visiting America. That's right. We have professionals in the government whose job it is to look carefully around the world and to monitor whether there are particular dangers to particular groups of Canadians. Ah, so this is the right thing to do. This was Deputy Prime Minister Christia Freeland, in, in uh, former foreign minister. She, she defended the travel advisory. Mm-hmm. Okay, just thought you should know about that. I would like you to uh, hear this one. From Alex uh, Berenson, who has told more truth than any other individual for longer on the mRNA vaccine and other things related, although um, in the top 10, I will say, I announced that the Lockdowns were the greatest mistake in human history, greatest international mistake. April of 2021. 2020. Sorry, 2020. Yeah, I always get that wrong. The mRNA COVID jabs damage immune responses to other viruses in children, a new study finds. 
think this will be reported by the New York Times. You understand that they lie on the left by omission, even as much as commission, probably more. Kids who got Pfizer's mRNA COVID jabs had a weakened immune response to other viruses and bacteria, Australian researchers have reported in a study published last week. Hmm. Well, let's see, where is it published? I I clicked on the link on Frontiers, Frontiers in Immunology. Here is the name of the article. BNT162B2 COVID-19 vaccination in children alters cytokine responses or cytokine responses in heterologous or heterologous pathogens and toll-like receptor agonists. You know, I, my parents were shocked when I said to them as a kid, they said, what do you want to be when you grow up, Dennis? And I said, a receptor agonist. They knew they were in trouble. We really, uh, we're, we're raising a, a very strange dude. The only person listening that, I'm, I'm sure there are many people listening who know what that means, but the only one I know for a fact who knows what it means is my wife. Just the other day she said, honey, you are quite a receptor agonist. I was touched. Anyway, it, uh, th- that's the, that is the actual study. So I go back to uh, Berenson. The diminished response appeared within weeks after the second Pfizer dose, the authors found. Blood taken from the children produced fewer crucial signaling molecules when stimulated with several common potential bacteria and viruses. I beg people not to give their kids the vaccine to no avail, needless to say. What do I know? I'm not a doctor. But even when I would cite doctors who said don't give kids the vaccine, then it didn't matter. So the argument that I'm not a doctor, which is, by the way, idiocy, just true idiocy. If you're not a doctor, you cannot comment on medical policy. Do you you actually believe that? You believe that doctors are endowed with more common sense than non-doctors? How the hell do they know? Did they were they even supposed to know? How could they claim to know how something brand new, an mRNA quote unquote vaccine? I say quote unquote because vaccines were the viruses that injected into people to produce antibodies to those viruses. mRNA doesn't do that. This was an experiment. Didn't turn out well, I might add. I know a man, I am as certain as I know anything. An incredibly healthy man. Vibrant, wonderful human being. Who got two heart attacks, including one in an ambulance. And died for no reason. Never had had any heart problems. But had been vaccinated because he had to. And... Almost, well, not every day. I I never exaggerate. But at least once a week, some article about some prominent figure or some famous figure who has just died for no reason 
healthy, young, often athletes. Why, do you, why are these people dying like this? This is unprecedented. People rushing to give their children the vaccine. Don't you think you should read up on these matters before you do something like that with your child? And you, do you trust the American Medical Association that says you can't list the sex of a child on a birth certificate? Haven't they lost their credibility? During the break, please donate to PragerU.com. It's August 31st, last day of fundraising, and whatever you give will be tripled. And I can only tell you that if you call, it's a, a major benefit to Sean McConnell. Because he then feels that he has played a positive role in your life by not screwing around with the dials and interfering with my transmission. Do I not know you, Mr. McConnell? Well said, he said. (laughs) Yeah. Where is this thing? This is driving me crazy about the, the hospitals that are now demanding... Was that from last night, Alan? Or yes. Yeah, last night. Put that up. I just want to give the names of some of these hospitals. Nothing is as depressing to me as entering a hospital where everyone is masked. The right now, I I would have to have had some such such a severe, almost catastrophe physically. And I wouldn't want to enter a hospital right now if they had masks. I mean, it, it would it would have to entail something really threatening my life. Do these people who run these hospitals not understand that half the population thinks that they are panic mongers and that they're they're hypochondriacs? And do do we does it not lower our esteem for the medical profession? To see people wearing and forcing others to wear useless masks. One of my doctors at a major hospital, I won't go further than that. I don't want to get him in trouble. When I would when I would see him in the last couple of years for routine checkup, the second he entered the room in which I was, he would take off his mask, knowing that I believe uh, in reason and science and that his own hospital does not. He hated wearing a mask. He hated it. How many doctors hate wearing masks, knowing how useless they are? I'm not talking about surgeons uh, watching that nothing drops from them or comes up from the body that they have just cut open. That's a totally separate issue. Everybody understands that. But for a virus, this is the... Surgeons are not protecting themselves from viruses or protecting the patient from a virus, from an infection. Big difference. <laughs> Look, the, the, you sent it, where is it, in, on, on, on I am? Very nice. Well done. Yeah, here we go. 
Five U.S. hospitals have brought back mask mandates. It is so awful to see the people in the medical profession act foolishly. It undermines our faith. Half of what makes us better is psychological. We think we're in the hands of competent people. I think that the hospital is run by fools when they mandate masks. That doesn't help my belief that they're going to help me. Let's see, where are these hospitals? Oh, is this a shock? New York, California, Massachusetts. So let me ask you a question, folks. Why would that be? Why aren't hospitals in Florida, Texas, and Oklahoma having mask mandates? Why California, Massachusetts, and New York? Because they're left-wing states, that's why. This has nothing to do with health, nothing to do with science, nothing to do with helping you. It's all because they're leftists and they want to control. Control. Control is orgasmic to, to leftists. It rivals the sexual act in its pleasure. That is how profound the desire to control is. If you don't want to control others, you are no longer a leftist. By definition, that is the definition of a leftist, the desire to control others. Otherwise, you explain to me why these hospitals are in California, New York, and Massachusetts, not Texas, Florida, Alabama, Mississippi, Oklahoma, etc. Why not? Do the doctors in Oklahoma want to die or kill their patients? Explain to me why it's California, Massachusetts, and New York. Because they're run by leftists, and that includes the medical profession. They are leftists before they are doctors. For me. Yeah, so uh, anyway, my, my colleague got a letter from one of the most prestigious hospitals in the L.A. area. Dear friend, as you, as you know by now, we have been asking everyone to wear a mask in all, and then they... Name the hospital locations. So I am I wrong in not mentioning the hospital? I don't know what to do. This is a rare moment. I'm, my, my point is not to attack one hospital. Yeah, okay, fine. So I was from Cedar sinai But I'm, I'm sure UCLA and, and USC and, 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 and other hospitals in the in, 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 in in California, or at least in L.A. County, are doing the same thing. I just happen to have this letter, not to me, to to a friend. First and foremost, thank you sincerely for helping to keep our patients, staff, and visitors safe. Okay, so uh, the good folks at all these hospitals, one one of which I've been a regular at, you have to understand, it doesn't... It doesn't increase our respect. It Half your patients, it may increase, and half your patients, it's decreased. I mean, you got, you got to get feedback. I'm giving this as loving feedback. I want you to help people. You've helped me, not Cedars, but the others, or some, or, or another. Uh, 
Beginning September 1st, this masking requirement will stay in effect in our emergency departments and urgent care centers. Wear a well-defined mask when you are in any part of those areas. So what does that mean? If you go to an emergency room at Cedars, you have to wear a well-fitting mask the whole time? What if you're there for five hours? Although masks won't be routinely required for patients and visitors in other Cedars-Sinai areas, we still strongly encourage you to continue wearing one. Well, you don't have to, don't. Please know that based on certain clinical conditions, some exceptions to this guidance may apply for your safety. Follow the guidance of your own care team. Our staff will remain masked in all when they both bold and italicize all. All areas where you, your loved ones, or any of our patients are directly receiving care, such as in a patient's room or exam room. Now, I am very curious. What percentage of people want their doctor, when they're in a hospital or their nurse, to be invisible the entire time they come in. Only their eyes are visible. Does that reinforce intimacy and bedside manner? Is it irrelevant to it? Do you feel safer knowing that your doctor has been ordered to act like a sheep? Or do you feel less safe? That's the way I would put the question. And knowing one of my doctors is at one of these hospitals, and and he, of course, he knows if he objects to the masking policy, he'll be fired. I don't think doctors have tenure. That that's what that was painful for my wife and me to 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 learn. Well. As the season approaches and COVID-19 continues to be a concern, really? How big a concern? Since we just learned that from the New York Times that the number of COVID deaths was overestimated by at least 30%. Concern? Hmm. Maybe the policies of these hospitals to mandate Uh, vaccines. Maybe that should be of concern. Oh, here's another one. Wow. You'll be hearing from us soon about additional ways to protect yourself, including by getting a flu shot this fall. Wow. Yeah, because the record of big pharma-induced spending on shots is really a really good record. How many years have flu shots been out, and how many flu f- people get flu? Hmm. Well, I was right, and your local hospital, if it was like this one, was wrong. I begged you not to get vaccinated. I begged you to take ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine with zinc. I begged you not to mask. I begged you to have your kids go to school. 
I was right in every single instance. And your medical professional was wrong in every single instance. I'm not bragging. I'm actually lamenting that I was right and your doctor was wrong is a bad sign about medicine. It is not a good sign about me. Yeah, it's bad enough for places to advocate harmful things or just silly things, but it's worse when they don't acknowledge that they did so. What's our time frame, Sean? A male prisoner who murdered a baby wants a vagina. The ACLU wants taxpayers to pay for it. To pay for it. Daily Wire. Wow. I was never an ACLU fan, but at least there was a period when they were preoccupied with free speech. Now you have the right to public funds. You've murdered a baby. And you you want a vagina and the public is supposed to pay for it because that's a civil right. Is the left evil or sick? I think it's a combination. Back in a moment. Oh, boy. Let's see here. Ah, Jay in Irvine is a doctor. Irvine, California, if you ca- if you don't know you're California. Hi, Jay. You're a doctor? Yes, sir. What, I, are you retired or still practicing? Yeah, I still practice. And what is your field? Uh, ENT, otolaryngology. Very nice, my friend. Okay, go ahead. I think these hospitals are afraid of getting sued, Dennis. Fascinating. That's I mean, a, no, I, no, that's a very important insight, and I, I'm very glad I took your call. Sued for what? Okay, so I was in your emergency room last. Uh, the story will be something like this. You know, I was in your emergency room last Sunday. Everybody was coughing. You know, I think they should have been wearing masks, but the hospital didn't require that. Now I have COVID. I want to sue that damn hospital. And I'll bet I can find a lawyer who will take that case. And the judicial system in America is such that no matter how frivolous the case, you got to hire a lawyer to defend you at an hourly rate. It's extremely expensive. So these hospitals are trying to protect themselves. So good. So I think there may, it sounds very coherent what you're saying. I have the obvious, an, an obvious question. Why are only left-wing states requiring this? You're, you could be a sued in an Alabama hospital just as readily. Yeah, I can't, I can't answer that. But I know you know that. what? You, you, I want you to know something. <laughs> you have really earned my respect. What you just said means you're, you're a truth seeker. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's so much, Dennis, in medicine that we do 
um, to protect. I mean, we need a tort reform. We, we've been talking about that forever. We do a lot in medicine. So many billions of dollars are spent just protecting ourselves from lawyers. It's, there's a problem with the judicial system in America. You know, it's, a, it's an issue. Well, uh, you, so in, purely because of candor, I, I want you to know my whole life, that is what I believed. But the record of American medicine in the last few years has put me in the middle. I don't like the legal profession much, and I don't like the medical profession much. There are many great lawyers. There are many great doctors. So I'm, I'm talking in a broad brush. God, there's a lot to talk about. This is the last day of August. Please help the country and donate to PragerU. Whatever you give today will be tripled. PragerU.com, 833-PRAGERU. Thank you. Dennis Prager here. Thanks for listening to the Daily Dennis Prager Podcast. To hear the entire three hours of my radio show, commercial-free, every single day, become a member of PragerTopia. You'll also get access to 15 years' worth of archives, as well as the daily show prep. Subscribe at PragerTopia.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.